Lombard Joe Bud from the Gothic Quarter. This is the Rorschach Georgia update on the 15th of December, 2022. Quick summary of what's going down in Georgia. Let's kick this week off with updates on, you guessed her, Chester, Misha. Hearing was held on Wednesday the 14th at Tbilisi City Court. The judge decided to allow Saakashvili to participate in the trial remotely. However, the penitentiary service said that it was impossible to remotely involve Saakashvili at the trial. They said for technical reasons, but did not elaborate what technical reasons they were talking about, meaning they gave no excuse whatsoever. The hearing on whether Misha will be released or will have his sentence postponed on medical grounds has been postponed to next week. As people started to question why the penitentiary service had to hide Misha from society, in response, on Wednesday the 14th, the Special Penitentiary Service released footage of Saakashvili. As the agency explained in the video, his actions were clearly visible. And the purpose of his protests was to hinder the implementation of justice, as they said, to mislead the public and international partners, was their allegation. However, what the video actually showed was a very weak man with thin arms and legs, sometimes in his underwear, just being in the same room, hardly moving from his bed to his chair. In response, the court decision about the postponement of the trial, Misha started a hunger strike on Wednesday the 14th. His lawyer shared Saakashvili's letter, where he explained he was tired of so much humiliation. Misha's case was also actively discussed in the European Parliament over the last few days. Member of Parliament Anna Fogia appealed to the president and the government of Georgia to release Misha on humanitarian grounds. The European Member of Parliament spoke about this at the press conference held in Strasbourg together with Misha Saakashvili's family members and lawyer on Tuesday the 13th. On the same day in Strasbourg, a debate was held at the European Parliament on the implementation of the association agreement between Georgia and the European Union, during which the European parliamentarians made critical statements regarding the domestic political situation in Georgia. There were calls to transfer Saakashvili for medical treatment abroad and to release the general director of Kvari TV, Nika Gvaramia. On Wednesday the 14th, the European Parliament adopted a resolution on the implementation of the Georgia-EU association agreement, out of 608 members of parliament, 430 supported the resolution, 52 voted against it, 126 abstained. European parliament voted for the resolution with amendments, some of which were supported and some were not. The resolution was prepared according to the report of Sven Mixer, Estonian member of parliament, member of Progressive Alliance for European Socialists and Democrats, rapporteur of the European parliament on Georgia. The document recommended addressing the excessive influence of vested interests, and I quote, addressing the excessive influence of vested interests, notably of the oligarch and former Prime Minister Bidzina Ivanishvili, in a systemic way through structural and regulatory reforms in various areas of the country's political, economic, and public life, end quote. It also underlined that the Georgian government bore full responsibility for the health and well-being of the former president and must be held accountable should anything happen to him. The chairman of Parliament of Georgia, Shalva Papuashvili, said after the voting and the debate at the EU Parliament that no one mentioned the words political prisoner or illegal sentence in relation to Saakashvili, adding that Saakashvili was serving his sentence legally. 
So helpful, Shelva. Moving on. Georgia's main New Year tree was lit in central Tbilisi in front of the Parliament building on Friday the 19th, with Tbilisi Mayor Kahi Kaladze attending the festive ceremony. Ceremony Kaladze addressed the public, wishing residents of the capital and everyone peace, health, and longevity. Mayor said it was important to celebrate New Year's and Christmas despite the serious challenges in the world and region. Kaladze cited the famous Georgian poet Lado Asatiani, quote, We never give up on life. Even when we struggle, we never give up hope for a better future. We never stop dreaming. We never give up on development and progress, end quote. New Year's decorations have been lit up in other districts of Tbilisi as well. Tbilisi City Hall announced that a New Year village would open on Friday the 23rd at Orbeliani Square, Antonelli Street, and the 9th of April Park, and would host daily entertainment events until the 13th of January. Despite the fact that decorations turned out pretty magical, some controversy followed the ceremony, and especially the 5 million lottie, which is around 2 million U.S. dollars, budget that was spent on it. Some opposition leaders, as well as part of society, criticized the mayor for spending so much money on the celebrations while the neighboring country, Ukraine, was struggling for survival. Kaladze was also called out for removing the pictures of Georgian soldiers who have recently been killed in the war in Ukraine. The pictures were initially placed at Freedom Square around the Christmas tree installation by some civic activists and opposition leaders on Wednesday the 7th. According to the mayor, the pictures were temporarily moved to Hero Square in Vaki Sabertalo district near the memorial of heroes killed in the fighting for the territorial integrity of Georgia. Ladze said that New Year was celebrated and cities were decorated with Christmas trees, even in war-torn Ukraine. The attempt of individual politicians to take away New Year from people of Tbilisi to wrap the Christmas tree with black ribbons and to place the photographs of the killed fighters in the festive area did not fit into any moral framework. Therefore, the Tbilisi City Hall decided to transfer the photographs of the fighters who had died in Ukraine to the Memorial of Heroes Fallen for the Unity of Georgia. In this way, first of all, people would honor the memory of the deceased and Tbilisi residents would be given the opportunity to properly celebrate the new year. Seems pretty reasonable to me. In other news, an interesting article called Fenced In, Stabilizing the Georgia-South Ossetian Separation Line put out by the International Crisis Group. The article highlights how the war in Ukraine stopped Moscow's efforts to fence off the line that separates breakaway South Ossetia from Georgia. For whatever reason, they're just doing much less of that now, whether it's deference to the Georgian government or they don't have the personnel or they've made a decision, it's not clear. It also suggests how conflict parties could use this lull to ease the suffering of the decades-long process that it has inflicted on people living on both sides. For the full article, check out the show notes. Now some good news. According to Oliver Varhelyi, the Commissioner for Neighborhood Enlargement, the Eastern Partnership Economic and Investment Plan will finance an underwater electricity cable between Georgia and the European Union. He said that the electric cable will connect Georgia and the entire South Caucasus with Romania, which will ensure the export of green energy to Europe and strengthen mutual resilience. As Varhelyi wrote on Twitter on Sunday the 12th, 17 billion euro investment will include not only digital connectivity projects, but also railways ensuring green lanes and reinforcing trade routes to the EU. According to the Prime Minister, Irakli Kharabashvili, an IT hub will be set up in the non-functioning, not used parliament building in Kutaisi. Prime Minister of Georgia noted at the government meeting on Monday the 12th, negotiations are underway with an Israeli company that's interested in setting it up. 
Some travel news, according to the information of United Georgian Airlines, flights to five new destinations will start from Kutaisi International Airport in June next year. These destinations are Brussels, Madrid, Frankfurt, Hamburg, and Poznan in Poland. Direct regular flights from Kutaisi International Airport to all five designations will be performed twice a week, and the frequency of flights to Paris, Milan, Prague, and Memmingen will be increased. And to close, famous food blogger, YouTuber with around 10 million subscribers, Mark Veens, who calls himself a full-time eater, traveled to Georgia and shared his experience on Sunday the 11th. Veens visited lots of cafes, restaurants, street markets, and tasted basically everything. He devoted two videos to Georgian cuisine, one of them being called Georgia's Most Unique Food Culture. I've never eaten anything like this. Want to check out the full video? Follow the link in the show notes. That's it for this week. Christmas is around the corner. What is your favorite Christmas tradition in Georgia? It can be official, unofficial, regional, national, personal, communal. We would really, really like to know. Please tell us. Georgia at Rorschach.com. Nachwandis. Nachwandis.